Welcome to another episode of It's a Long Road, the Ramble Series podcast. And to say that I am excited to have a very special guest host today, it would be an understatement, but I am very excited to have John Rivoli on board today. John, uh, I don't want to give too much fanfare, not because you don't deserve it, but I want you to talk about who you are and and uh, what Sly and Rambo and all those things mean to you. And why would I be excited to have you on board? <laughs> I'm excited, Ryan. I'm always excited to sit oh, with you. Thanks. Um, um, and by the way, I just got a text from John Hirschfeld who says to, for me to give you his best. Oh, wow. Thanks, Mr. Hirschfeld. That's very kind of you. Thank you, John. That's Appreciate a nice it. way to start, isn't it? <laughs> it it's a wonderful. <laughs> Thank so, you so much. Yeah. So who, who am I as it relates to Stallone World? Um, so I'm the official Rocky artist for MGM and Sly. Um, so I work closely with, with Sly on curating a collection of original paintings um, to uh, fulfill my mission statement, which was to retell Rocky through art. So that's what I do as it relates to the Rocky world, which has expanded into Rambo, as you know. So I've been building that collection more and more, um, especially since I started working with Sly Stallone shop. And you know, they have action figures coming out soon. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, so um, their first one will be Rambo. That'll be their first action figure. And uh, they commissioned me to do the artwork for the box and design the box. So I did a painting, um, the famous mug shot, right? Because right. it's so iconic. It's one of those iconic uh, images. So I used that, uh, that I painted for them, which they've used... Um, for the box artwork, which you guys will see at some point when they when they finally do release it. Um, and they've since released it on T-shirts, that artwork and stuff. So the, uh, the Rambo world has been growing for me. And I've started going back to re-examine those films and especially First Blood, because that's my that's my favorite one. It's like the original Rocky. Sure. To me. You know, that's that's the real heart of it. So um I guess that's kind of a nutshell of who I am as it, as it is in the, in the, in the sly world. And of course, I mean, those who don't know, I mean, I know this, but I'm just going to ask it for people that have not seen or heard you before. You've guessed it on my going the distance, the Rocky series podcast a couple of times. That's where we met through that. You were very gracious with your time and, and you uh, sent me some of your work, which was amazing. Uh, and I'm very excited for the Rambo pieces. I've seen some of what you've been doing it. They, they look, well, of course they look amazing. Uh, now you met Sly, of course, when you present. Do you want to talk about your meeting? You just had the anniversary, I believe, almost to the day of your meeting, Sly. Today is the anniversary. I was going to ask you, do you still have that piece of art? Yes, of course. I sent you. It's funny because today is the day. Um, what is it? Uh, six years ago today. Oh I wow! Present I presented that giant canvas to him out in California, um, and it was three months prior that he asked me to do it that he you know, commissioned me to do that piece of work. And it was great because he was just kind of ver verbalizing what he saw in his mind, what he wanted me to do. Um, so I gathered all that information, flew back to New York. That was in LA, flew back to New York, painted, painted, painted until I got it right. And then shipped it out to Beverly Hills, flew out there to meet it. And like I said, six years ago today, um, I was unveiling it to him. And it was a great day. I mean, sure. Sly, Sly is just so happy when there's art involved. 
sure. and you can yeah. talk about art and look at it because that's really that's really who he is. He's an artist. He is an mm-hmm. artist, you know, and an and amazing painter. Yes. So um, it, he was very happy that day to, to have that piece. And, uh, you know, he hung it in Cafe Roma, which it stayed there for many years. I remember he hung it up on the wall. Sly, it's great to be Sly. He just walks into the restaurant and just takes art off the wall, <laughs> just puts it around and just hangs the painting right in the middle of the restaurant. Love it. Sure. And he, he can do it. And then I remember he's looking at it. He goes, I need two more, one on each side. So I went back to New York and that was my, my next mission. But that was... Um, that was really the birth of icons and art, which is my, right. you know, my, my, my Rocky uh, initiative where I'm painting all this, all these paintings to just reintroduce it right to fans in a, hopefully a fresh way, maybe bringing some new fans and just retell the story. But today was the birth of that today, six years ago today. That's crazy. Well, I'm very happy for you and your success. And of course you're, you know, the fanboy and you, I know you're very professional. I understand that. I mean, but look, meeting slides got to be pretty exciting. It's, uh, you almost don't believe it. You're kind of, at some point, it's like the volume goes down. You don't hear anything that's being said. You're just kind of looking at the scene right. going, how did I get here? You know, like, how did this happen? You know, and then the volume raises back up and you're in it. But it is really it's surreal to use a cliche, but it really is like you, you, he walks up to you, he shakes your hand, like, Oh, here we go. You know, right. here it is. You know, he's a real man in front of me and we're talking. That's crazy. You know? And it wasn't the first time I met him. I had met him right. prior many times, but that was a special day because that was the first day that I really brought him a, a painting, Sure. which he has now in his home uh, down in Miami. I believe he has that one. That's awesome. Now, yeah. did he talk to you about what he expects or wants or hopes for regarding the Rambo side of art? Uh, no, we haven't gotten deep into it. Uh, it's always been heavy on the Rocky stuff, but it's it's going to get there because um, I've been working working on the Rambo stuff and getting diving really deep into what I want to do there. Um, And in fact, yesterday, I think I mentioned this to you, but yesterday I finished a new piece, a new Rambo piece, which uh, I'm about to show to him. Um, And and I'm sure this is going to open a new world, a new dialogue between us as it relates to Rambo, because I've done something here that you wouldn't expect and um, is just I really wanted to next level this thing. I just wanted to next level it. Wow. And, um, and I feel like I may have accomplished that. So I'm really excited to get into this with him. I wish I could see it. I got to wait. I got to wait till sl- I got to wait till the man sees it before I, you know. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send again. it to you so that you can, if you want to edit it in, you know, we can talk about it a little bit. You know, I'll just, I'll send it to him today. So he'll get it. But then by the time this comes out, you'll be able to put it in if you want. Sure. Well, yeah. Listen, I, I go to, um, you know me, I don't go for the obvious, right? When I do Rocky, I don't, I don't do this stuff. Right. You know, I'm going for those, um, those introspective, deeper moments, quieter moments with the character of what, what drives them and, and things. And um, I mean, if you do that with Rambo, you have to go to the breakdown at the end of First Blood because it really kind of tells you everything 
about that character right. and, and even a larger message to to the world about veterans. You know, that's what made that scene so important. Remember, that was a long time ago now. And we yeah. didn't have a lot of these terms and we didn't know a lot of stuff that we take for granted now as far as conditions and the and mental reactions. health part of everything. Yeah. yeah. And, and that really hit it hard. You know, I mean, he came right out and put it right out there for you because this is a character that is in agony uh, in many ways. You know, um, if I, you know, if Rocky is the American dream, then Rambo is the American nightmare. You know, and, and that's really how have I ever I heard it. it. I never heard it put like that. I don't think. Yeah, because, well, that's how I see it. You know, I mean, this is a guy who did was called upon and went to do his duty for his country and. This country abandoned the cause, abandoned him, turned its back on him. And how do you deal with that, with all the horror that you've been through? How do you deal with that as a person with no help, right? With no help. And he comes back and in the simplest of terms, right? He just wanted to get something to eat. And look what it turns. It turns into this whole movie, just wanting to get something to eat. I love that. This small spark that seems so insignificant, but turns into what we know of uh, as Rambo, you know, and what he eventually had to uh, turn into. Um, and, and I just really wanted to try to capture and, and portray um, that, that guilt and isolation and the, and the loss of self that that character unveils in that moment. Um, so there's a lot of deep, heavy stuff going on here, what I'm talking about, you know, and that, and that warrants some deep, heavy technique. This isn't some bright, light kind of a painting thing. So I really hearken back to, um, you know, I went to school in Italy. That's where I learned how to paint. And I studied the Renaissance masters. That's what I studied and absorbed everything I could. And this, to me, could fit right in to that time period to capture this moment. So I wanted to create a piece that could hang in the Uffizi in Florence that may have been done by an artist like Caravaggio, who, who's my favorite artist, mm. who depicted, you know, the greatest religious moments from the Bible, just so stark and eerily and, and striking, you know? So I, I set out to do the same thing with that character, with John Rambo, when he says he can't get it out of his head, you mm -hmm. know, he relives it every day. And sometimes I don't talk to anybody for a day, a week, you know, I can't get it out of my head. That really haunts me. I don't know about you, but that haunts me, what he said. Oh, it's um, a very, uh, very, very haunting moment. And uh, you see the pain uh, expressed <clears throat> through the character Ramble, of course, acted brilliantly by Sly. Uh, that pain of the soldier represented by many soldiers going through this traumatic experience. Like, think about it. We're, the whole the shoebox story and everything. I mean, I can't wait to talk about that when we get to that part in the film. Uh, but the idea that just the blood and the guts and everything, it's just like our brains aren't designed to see this stuff. Like, no. We're just not, we're not meant to see bodies blown to pieces and your friends dying. Around. Like, we're not like, that's not what our life should be. Like, we're not, our, right. yeah. Like, I don't even know what the uh, moral or the religious or I don't even know what the word is, but this, like, the whole reason for existence shouldn't be. To see the inside of our bodies. No, and that's that why I, that's why I refer to it as the American nightmare. Yes, that character, you know. Mm. Um, so I really, you know, I set out to do some some really striking stuff to heighten that 
which I'll show you, which, well, you may even have it up when we, when we do this, but, um, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got slot, I've got Rambo in that agony and that outpouring pain. And, and I try to bring the viewer inside his mind of what he sees. And I have, you know, almost this crucifixion mm. of him that he flashes back to early on in the film right. from Nam. If you remember when they're going to try to shave yep. him and he flashes back, that's a, that's a crucifixion. Yep. So it lends itself so well to what I wanted to do. So I put all of that together and all that knowledge I have of art and technique and what I learned in Florence, Italy. And that's the piece that I created. All right. Well, I can't wait to see it. I can't yeah. wait to see it. Okay. Well, what is your history with First Blood? When did you first see it? How old were you? Uh, were you already a Stallone fan because of Rocky when you saw it? What's your history with that, John? Yeah, I was already a, a, a Stallone fan. I mean, I first saw Stallone in Lords of Flatbush on TV. That was the oh, first wow. thing I wow. saw him in because so, I was also a big Fonzie fan. Ah, there you go. So I actually watched it for Fonzie. That's I was like, hilarious. oh, Fonzie's in this movie, you know? And I saw a slide. And that's the character that really got me, you know, with the pigeons. And he was the big, strong guy. And just, I yeah. never, I'll never forget him with the football helmets at the end there, just whirling around, knocking people out. It is right? a fun movie. It, yeah, it we did it. Fun. We reviewed it on our channel. Uh, check it out if you want to, those who are listening. Uh, we reviewed Lords of Flatbush, uh, myself, uh, Craig, and Doug. And uh, it's a, it was a fun film. I'd never seen it before until I watched it for our podcast, to be honest with you. And it was a fun watch, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, we have that film to thank for Rocky. Because mm. that's why we got Rocky was because of Lords of Flatbush. Now, didn't want, didn't the producers want the other guy that started in it? Uh, they well, thought well, they got they got mixed up or something. They got mixed up. So all they had to view was Lords of Flatbush to find out who this guy Stallone was, right? But they thought it was Perry King. That's right, Perry King, and that's why they greenlit it. But to say because of that, because of Lords of Flatbush, we have Rocky. So that's awesome. That was the first time I saw Stallone. In fact, I got a leather jacket. I painted Lords of Flatbush on the. I did their logo. <laughs> In the back of my jacket. That's, That's hilarious. I was. I was kind of obsessive and stuff. Sure. Um, and then, of course, right into Rocky, and I was a Rocky guy for for all the end of the seventies there. Um, and then First Blood came out. What um, same year as Rocky Three? Yes. 82? Yes, eighty two was Rocky Three and. First Blood. And That's First correct. Blood. Yeah. 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 So I was already a big Rocky guy, and that's when I saw First Blood. Was in eighty two. That's when I saw it. <clears throat> I don't want to ask how old you were, but if you don't mind sharing, you can, like, how old were you? Because first of all, it's a violent film. I mean, it's uh, hard. Uh, well, it's not violent as, as far as, like, well, it is violent, but it's not a gory violence. It's just dark and, and it's brutal. We talked about it on, on this podcast, with the scene, of course, when the police officers were taken out by Rambo with yeah. the sticks and stuff that he made. Uh, it's actually, it plays like a horror film. Like if you were to watch that segment just by itself, and sure. you if you were to tell if you did if you were to tell like an alien from outer space who came down and saw this film and only showed them that part, you could sell that part as a horror film. These poor poor police officers were getting attacked by some deranged psycho out there, just like they thought this guy was. It plays like a horror film when those cops get maimed and stuff. Yeah, they were taking he was taking them out one by one, just like yeah. in a horror film. You know, yeah. one by one he takes them out. I was fourteen. Okay. I was 14, so I'm not so a definitely, baby. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm young, you're, but I'm not a baby. No, you're not a baby at all. Uh, you're only a little bit older than me. I was, I was when I first saw it on VHS, I think I probably was eight or nine. Okay. So not quite uh, not quite a 10-year-old, but uh, 
pretty young. I mean, I saw Terminator the first one at about the same age, but uh, uh, but I remember thinking even back then, like, oh, this, this film's brutal. Wow, I can't believe this is Rocky doing it because I knew Rocky as well, you know, or Stallone yeah. as Rocky. And so to see but, him as this tough and not scary, but just dark and moody and character, it was very discombobulating as a young viewer back then to understand that actors could play different roles, of course, you know. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, uh, yeah. So first blood, uh, you were the perfect age, 14. That's a, that's a great age. And, um, what are your overall thoughts on Sly's performance in first blood? I thought his performance was, you know, fantastic. Um, certainly in his top five performances, probably top three, you know, um, because I've, and I've made posts about this, but Sly's face, his facial expressions are so powerful. He's a true actor because he can act and, and relay a message without saying anything. No words needed with Sly. Very few actors can do that, but he has this beautifully expressive face and especially his eyes. His eyes really do tell the story. And I've talked about this in, in the Rocky series, you know? Um, and I think in Rambo, like when he's, um, when he's being uh, arrested, you know, and having the fingerprint, all that stuff. And he's just, he's just got this droopy look like he's there, but he's not, he's just kind of going through it and it's all just happening and he's letting it happen. He's just kind of out of it, you know, but he's just his lang, his body, and his face tell you all that. So I thought he just was, until he explodes, right? Which right. we all would do. We all would explode at some point during that. Like enough is enough. They literally treat him like an animal. They hose him down like he's some kind of an animal, right? I mean, what they do to this poor man is, is horrendous. Yeah. And he sits there and takes it. But I, I think his performance is, is fantastic, culminating in what I was saying earlier, that final scene, the breakdown, which is one of his best I've watched yeah. that scene over and over, and all filmmakers who I speak to love that scene. They watch it all the time. Did you, uh, has Sly ever, I know you've spoken to Sly a few times, quite a few times, actually. Uh, I'm not telling you to ask him any questions on my behalf. You can make this your question, but yeah. does the three-hour cut exist anywhere, and will we ever see it? Do you know anything about this? Why is he so set against us never seeing this? Like, What was, what was in that three-hour cut that was terrible, I wonder? Well, one, I don't know, um, to answer the first question. And two, you got to remember, Hollywood is a very convoluted business and industry. And you think it's, oh, it's just Sly doing this. Mm. Probably not. Probably not. There are so many players involved, and there's so many partial owners of all this stuff. To get everybody mm. on the same page to want to do something is a miracle. It's a miracle to pull off, and that's why almost nothing gets done because mm. you just can't get everybody to agree to it. Okay. And everybody just pins it on the the main the, the star. Oh, it's it's Stallone. Well, I heard that, but I heard Sly say something in an interview or something that he he, he wanted to burn the film. He hated it so much. Now I know he he tends to hyperbole a little bit as uh, he's a storyteller, right? That's what. He, but I wonder what it was that he hated about his performance that I wonder if he feels the same way now. I mean, yeah, I wonder because, um, he's gotten very introspective recently and reflective yeah. on, on his work. Um, and I would, I would be curious to know if he felt the same. Cause I, I, I tend to think he probably would. That's a, it's a good performance. I'm, could you, I don't, uh, know, I don't know if it's his performance that had, 
set him off. Maybe it's something else, you know? Right. Who? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, boy, well, I, that, I know everyone asks about Rocky, but I think there's a lot of Rambo behind the scenes and questions that, quite frankly, I'm hoping get get asked to him one day. Like, there's some real Rambo stuff. I think people want to know. I know he didn't create the character, but boy, he he uh, catapulted the character and made it his own on film, but like no one else ever could have. So, I in, in many ways, he owns that character oh. as far as as far as it is portrayed on film and what it's done in the psyche of pop culture. Um, yeah. You know, it's almost, it's almost like people are almost convinced he created it. They forget that it was yeah. a novel, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. But that's what he, that's one of the things he does best is create these pop icons, these cultural icons. And that's yeah. really what they, they become part of the popular culture, you know, Rambo. I mean, how many references can you call? You know, right. for Rambo, it's like I went Rambo. That guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah, a pop exactly. culture. Colin Rambo, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what. He all does. right, are you ready to get into the film a little bit? Sure. So yeah, all right. So where we last left off was um, the uh, National Guard used their bazooka <laughs> to blow up the mine shaft. Uh, I will say that was. <laughs> that was probably the most um, in a film that's pretty dark and brutal and serious. That's kind of a goofy eighties moment. Don't you? I think it's, a, that is, I don't know what it is about that part, but I would say it's the weakest part of the film. And I know that it's comedic effect, but it's almost too slapsticky. It was my opinion on that scene. What are your thoughts on that bazooka? Yeah, scene? Well, I think they want to show how unsophisticated how backwoods this community is. You know, okay. I mean, they barely know how to fire this thing. They do it, and then they're celebrating, taking photos. You know, it's pathetic. Okay. It's pathetic. It's like the guys in Jaws who went fishing and were dropping dynamite off their boat, and then they catch, a, you know, a shark, and they think it's the one. They're taking pictures. But, like, it's pathetic, you know? Okay. It's like this this little accomplishment, you know, in this smaller, even, even smaller town where they think they've done something. You've done nothing. Good point. All right, here we go. So now we got Rambo in the mine shaft, and it should be noted here that the lighting that we see with this filming is all natural light. So the it's the the flame that Sly is holding in his hand, or the character of Rambo. This is all natural light, and the majority of what we're seeing is also is a real mine that they were in, with yeah. some set around it. It's hard to see which is the set and which is, but they actually did a lot of this filming in a real mine. So I love that little moment there, of course, where he, the flame gets close to Sly's hand. And he's that he said he really felt that that was yeah. it's hot and he had to like he yeah, had to let right. it go. Yeah. So what do you think of that natural light they use with the flame as he's trying to make his torture? Well, it's interesting because you couldn't have picked a better segment to watch with me. Because this is my favorite technique of all techniques ever in art. And it's oh. what I try to do in my art all the time. It's a technique from the Renaissance called chiaroscuro, which is severe lights and severe darks. And that's how you tell a, a, a dramatic story in a fast amount of time through the use of stark lighting. I love it. It's what I just described to you, what I use in this new Rambo piece I did. So how do I feel? I think it's fantastic. I love it. I mean, it creates the most amazing effects. I mean, I could paint that whole thing you just showed me there. 
with him with that fire. I mean, think about that. Think about this black canvas and then just him with that flame small off to the one third of it, you know, beautiful. I love it. Great. Well, this is very fortuitous. You were on for that, uh, for the sequence of him in the mind. So yeah, yeah. awesome. Okay. So now we're getting to the scene of, uh, uh, Teasel and uh, Troutman, they're talking, of course, about the after effects of what just happened here. And uh, before we get to the scene, do you want to share your thoughts on the acting prowess of Dennehy and uh, Richard Crenna in this film? Well, Dennehy was so good uh, in, in so many things. You know, Dennis, uh, Dennehy, I mean, he I mean, he has such a larger than life stash. He was such a big man, you know. So when he comes on, look, I mean, look at that. Look at that scene right there. Look at how it's look at how much of the screen he's taking up. Yeah. Compared to everybody else, he's so, which was so great to put him next to Rambo because he's so big and domineering. And it's just this large, he almost represents this large movement that was happening back then against the Vietnam vets. And he is so large and just kind of um, creating an eclipse over these poor guys. And he, he really, it's beautiful. I mean, look at that. It's just visually, it's great. And what about uh, Richard Crenna and his uh, acting in this film? Yeah, I loved Richard. Uh, I love Richard. Richard Crenna was a great actor, you know, kind of char- character actor. But um, I think he was a child actor first. Oh, was he? I think so, if I remember oh. correctly. He was in the business a long time, but he was he was a great character to just kind of tell the audience what they needed to know, you know, from to film. But especially here, where we're meeting Rambo for the first time. As, as an audience, we don't really, don't really know this character. So when he comes on the scene and starts to explain just how much of a weapon this man is, it, it really kind of changes the stakes a little, doesn't it? Yeah. And he says, uh, you know, uh, I hope you brought enough body bags and stuff. Like yeah, we're str- lear- yeah, we're learning. I mean, repeat viewings, of course, the sequels. We almost take for granted the Rambo character. But yeah, if you're watching this for the first time back in 82, you don't know what this guy's You don't know what this guy is. What is his deal? You know, is he just a hippie or what what is the deal? And he's telling, you know, he tells us without being too, you know, pathetic about it, but he he tells us what we need to know. And just, like I said, it changes it. So I think here they're going to discuss, of course, what's just happened and maybe what state Rambo might be in, dead or alive. Yeah. Buried in a hole by a bunch of goddamn weekend warriors. Thought you said he was the best you ever trained. However, he may have ended up, there was a time when he was very special. Special my ass. He was just another drifter that broke the law. Vagrancy, wasn't it? That's going to look real good on his gravestone at Arlington. Here lies John Rambo, winner of the Congressional Medal of Honor. Survivor of countless incursions behind enemy lines. Killed for vagrancy in Jerkwater, USA. I love that. (laughs) Jerkwater, (laughs) USA. (laughs) And I love Dennehy's... um facial reactions because you saw right before that that uh that character understood he did something bad today he did he did some, he made he picked the wrong guy and he took this weight this got so big so fast and if he could go back i'm sure he would take him to the diner and buy him breakfast like he knows this is this was a huge f up he knows it i totally agree and i love how there's a part of the Teasel character here where he's still like he, he, here in theory is a dead, a dead soldier. Somebody fought for your country you, they, and they're both soldiermen. He fought in the, the Korean war and he's just like, Oh, I thought he was your best there. Trauma. And he's almost like he's, he's throwing this supposedly dead soldier, you know, more under the bus by saying, Oh, I thought he was so great, but he was taken out by my national guard, man. But like, 
he just can't let this go. He just will give Rambo zero respect. Yeah, because he's too deep in it. You know how it is once you go a little too far, you pass that point of safe return, he's gone too far. And that's what that facial expression was saying before. He went too far with this whole thing. And even Trauma's saying, well, isn't that great? That yeah. You should be uh, so proud. Well yeah, done. Should, yeah, well done. After everything he's done for well this country, yeah. He's, yeah, he was killed here in Jerkwater, USA yeah. for yeah, vagrancy. Vagrancy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, here's Teasel's response to this. Now, don't give me any of that crap, Troutman. You think Rambo was the only guy who had a tough time in Vietnam? He killed a police officer, for Christ's sake. You're goddamn lucky he didn't kill all of you. I love that. He <laughs> <laughs> just totally disregards it. Like, yeah, warranted, and you're lucky he didn't get all of you. Yeah, you're lucky it was just one of you. And but, now we cut cut to uh, Rambo. Great back and forth here between uh, Rambo escaping the mine and uh, the people outside the mine talk about his state. Or you know, they think he's dead. Uh, I don't think, of course, Troutman quite thinks he's dead yet without a body. Um, this flame that Sly or Rambo, uh, whoever has this, has going on his knife is getting quite big. I would be a little bit nervous if I was Sly. There's no real safety here between him and the flame. I know, and but and, and again, again. Look, um, a good filmmaker, your goal is to create every shot that could be hung on your wall. It's that beautiful. It's a piece of art. Look at this shot for a moment. Look at all that's right with this image here. It is absolutely gorgeous. Everything about it. Look at the sepia tone. Look at the composition. Just follow Follow Rambo up in that diagonal, take his arm down to the middle of the frame, and then take that piece of wood out the other way. Just lead your eye right through the frame. Beautiful. And, and the fire right in the middle of it. it I, I can't tell you how freaking gorgeous this is. It's okay. You can curse me. I feel I, I, I need that. I'm trying to stop myself, but damn, I just am so excited over stuff like this. Look no, it's that. awesome. I love it. I Look love that, that you're image. here for this. Beautiful. That is that was, uh, I'm very lucky we just stopped on that image. Yeah, that's that's very nice. Um, I love that natural light from the flame. It's awesome. Yeah. So what we have here for our listeners, of course, he's grabbing lanterns off this mine shaft, little lanterns on the wall, and he's trying to see if he can transfer that flame into a more controllable environment. But yeah, these exactly. things don't have. He shakes them, which is kind of funny. I don't know why he's quite shaking them. Um, maybe looking for fuel uh, inside yeah, of it. Fuel. I think it's but the, fuel wants to the hear. way. The way Coleman lights work, though, you have to have that uh, pouch, that pouch thing uh, uh, that you like, that little um, cloth pouch that gets lit. So yeah. the fuel is required, but so it's he's looking for fuel, but I don't even think you need more than just fuel. You need that. Um, I don't forget what it's called, but it's uh, that it's like a little like scrotum like pouch that you have to tie at the top yeah. of these Coleman yeah, lighters. Yeah. yeah, you know. Also, look what he's wearing. I, I look at what he's wearing. And to me, I can I can lift him and put him into so many biblical paintings because <laughs> yeah. that's how they were all dressed. So it's almost there's something so uh, to me something so biblical about this film and that character of how he's being pursued, you know, which they did so many times in in the Bible with going after people. I'm not religious thing, but right, I'm right. just art religion. Like sure. I study religious art. I just study it, you know, because there's so much. And and he fits right in. Look what he's wearing. Yeah, he's the mis- he, yeah he's the misunderstood uh, character. The same way yeah. that the Christ figure was misunderstood and, exactly. and kill, it killed killed for uh, being the the wrong way of thinking in the wrong part of town. And uh, you no, know, it's yeah. a, it's an age old story that you could apply to all these different 
time periods, you know? We're the disciples of Stallone, so. <laughs> That's right. We're there for him. <laughs> He comes waltzing in here full of all kinds of good advice and how we should let the goddamn maniac go loose so he can save our own asses. Well, we saved our asses, Colonel, and we didn't let him go loose. The best man lost. And he doesn't like it. Oh, man, Danny, he's so good. It's every line that he delivers, the way he delivers it, even though we're not on his side as a character, Denny, he's performance is just everything he says the way he clips the lines the way he's he's expositioning here like he's basically he's throwing this weird tantrum it's like aren't you happy that rambo's dead but he's kind of not no he's, he's like so conflicted over this day i'm telling you and this is just you know how it is when you're just trying to cover your ass right you're saying all this shit to cover what you've done that's where he this character is right now you know he's just trying to cover up for all this and and make himself feel better for what's just happened today you know, it's just a few hours ago that this guy was just looking for something to eat. And in his mind, he just got blown up in a mine, in a cave or whatever, you know. And he knows it's he, deep down. He knows he knows it's not right. He knows. Yeah, yeah. He, he knows it. He's a he's a veteran. too. He knows. It's yeah, just right. the way he tears Trauma apart, he, as seemingly as he thinks. So, but Trauma just stands there like, OK, yeah, blow your up. lid, let it out, whatever. I've heard worse. Yep. <laughs> And then no dialogue, just visual. So now he's, yeah, so we're back to, of course, back to Rambo in the mine. Right. So it looks like he's found some sort of fuel. And this is like, is that like turpentine or gasoline, this canister? Because he smells it and soaks a rag in it. Then, yeah. Is that where we're led to believe it's a fuel yeah, source? Yeah, it's one of those things, exactly. Okay. So he's taking off his makeshift. Uh... Now, apparently, Sly said he still owns that piece of canvas to this day. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and they actually found it when they were filming. They actually found it where it was in the film. They just used it. So it is the only piece they had. So they, uh, the costume department uh, made uh, this makeshift coat for Sly, but he's kept it. So what he's about to rip here, I'm not too sure. But whatever he has, he still has the canvas from this film. I tell you what, I wish you'd give it to me and let me stretch it and paint on it. Oh, Canvas. That's an idea. Let me stretch that on wood and let me do a Rambo painting. Even if it gives you a portion of it, maybe. A portion of it. Even I'll do a small one of this kind of thing. I mean, how great would that be? Sly, if you're listening, come on now. That's a great <laughs> idea. Can you imagine a John Rivoli painting on the Rambo canvas? That would... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean... What would you put on it? What would you put on it? Probably something, your head. Probably something from this scene, because you know how much I love what's happening here with the darkness and all. Uh, probably God, something I mean, in here. That's amazing. Mm. Now we're back to the forest scene. Trauma's looking over the damage, and he's thinking, I don't know. I don't know. He, he survived worse than this. Yeah. He's got that sixth sense where, without a body... How would I get out of here, he's saying. You know? And he knows Rambo knows how to get out. Yeah. He knows. That's why he looked up. Yeah. So it, goes up. it goes up. He knows there's a way out. So now Rambo's taking off his uh, makeshift canvas. He's using it for fuel for his torch. Uh, I believe it's his knife he's using still, is it not, to hold the torch? Mm-hmm. Or does he have a torch torch now, I think? Yeah, it's too big for the knife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, this must be a set here. This must be the set part here. Because they said they use a shaft, the real shaft, my shaft, and part set. But this way the water is dripping down, the way he kind of walks around the corner. That, yeah. yeah, it's too controlled, yeah. Right there. So Sly's holding his arm here as he fell down that ladder into the water. It turns out he actually re-injured his ribs. His ribs right now were still taped up from the tree fall because, you know, he did part of that stunt into the trees from the cliff. Yeah. So he's still injured here. Sly, he's insane. He's this guy. He Can he make a movie without injuring himself? <laughs> no, or else it won't be successful. He's got to get hurt. <laughs> he's got to get hurt. This yeah. guy, I tell you, he's hilarious. Anyway, so he stumbles down the ladder here. And I don't know. See, I don't know how much of that stumble was. Well, I mean, I guess it's scripted, but he hurt himself again. So when he's holding his arm, he's legit injured here because uh, he said his so he said his ribs were hurting, but he's holding his arm because it was the arm that got injured from the fall in the movie. But in real life, he's in pain from the ribs. Yeah. Wow. Right there. This is the rib pain he's feeling, even though he's holding his arm. So very little acting for pain. <laughs> oh, I know. Now we just cut to the uh, the police station. Uh, people forget this was a this this movie takes place over the Christmas holidays. <laughs> Another Christmas movie. It is. I, it's better than Die Hard. I'm telling you right Rocky, now. Rocky, Die Hard, and Rambo. Christmas and, movie. And Lethal Weapon. And Lethal Weapon, that's right. Yeah, those are some good Christmas movies. Put oh, those on Christmas movies. Those are men Christmas movies right, that's right. there. That's right. <laughs> are we allowed to say that, John? Are we allowed to say that? Oh, boy. I don't know if we, oh, if we can say men. I, I am. I'm, okay. I'm at Me that too. age where we don't care. I agree. I agree. We don't give a shit. So we're at the police station. Yeah, I agree. We're at the police station right now. And uh, we're. I think we're going to see Teasel come back from his long day, I think. Yep. Yeah. How you doing, Will? Oh, my God. <laughs> so he's looking pretty defeated and sad almost. Yep. It's, just not, it's not a day to be proud. <laughs> There's nothing to be proud of today. This no. Was a, this was a day that got away from him. This was a bad one. Yeah, we talked about in earlier episodes that he lost control of his own crew as well. It wasn't just, it wasn't just that this was all handled poorly, but it was handled poorly under his watch. Yeah. Uh, that the abuse that Rambo actually took place, the abuse that took place with Rambo in the police station, if you remember, Will was never around it. Now, we can argue, did he know about it? I don't know right. if he did. I think if he I think if he was truly aware of the the hose spraying and all that stuff, I think he would have stopped it. I, I just think Galt went too far, you know. Uh, yeah. And I don't think Will just deals with that because he's the sheriff, right? He doesn't deal with the processing part of things. So he's just upstairs not knowing this abuse is going on. So uh, he lost control of his own. Because he mentions earlier in the tent sequence a few few episodes ago or a few scenes ago where he's like, you know, if one of my men got out of control, the prisoner needs to tell me. So there's – I I believe him. I believe he thinks all in all this whole day is embarrassing. He lost control. Yes. That's exactly what's going on with this character. See the stars behind him? 
Yeah, that's a good Same. sequence there. Yeah, he's got his, his own personal medals from his that's time right. in the Korean War. Yeah, I don't know what those are. I'll have to put those on Reddit. I I use Reddit all the time, but I can put those on Reddit, and uh, I bet you people will tell me what those medals were for because I don't know what they were for unless you know. I don't uh, know. Yeah. But I know what the purpose is, right, that these are two characters that are very similar, and yet look how different. You know, you'd think that he'd be able to relate to Rambo better than anybody else there. You'd think he'd be, he'd be the one to show him the most compassion. Right, because he understands where his guy's coming from. Not those other clown cops there, but him. He should know better. And I think yeah, that's yeah. kind of what goes through his mind. I mean, look what look at look at him here. He just knows. And he's tired. It's been a long day. He's got the American Eagle behind him, right? The rah 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 USA, the Eagle, his medals. I mean, and the big bullet, that big shell case in there too. Bullet, right? I know. Back to the mine shaft. This has to be a set here too, with that water coming down. Yeah. But they're controlling the wind. They're oh. controlling the wind because he's following the wind, right? That's why he's following the air to find his way out. So they're oh. they're controlling that to lead him through this. That's okay. how I think. That's how you probably know it's a set. But without a doubt, the most gorgeous part of the film. Without a doubt. And what do you think of uh, Jerry Goldsmith's score? Oh, God, he's so good. So, so good and not overused. You know, it's just enough of it. It's, it's fantastic. It's, um, it is uh, exhilarating and haunting, you know, at the same time. Kind of gets you jazzed, but it's also like what's happening and what's next? What's around this bend when he gets through there? It's, it's great. It's Goldsmith is great. That's a great shot there of a Sly or the Rambo character. Gets lower, get more claustrophobic, and he's starting to shrink closer to the water, but he has to keep that flame above the water else he doesn't have light anymore. And uh, the camera, I love how, because, you know, behind the scenes, you've got the cameraman following the, the, you know, Sly through these tunnels. It's a really cool shot, following shot here. Yeah. I wonder if they use the steady cam here. Oh, I wonder. Interesting. So we're getting to the part now where <laughs> here it comes. Ugh, I, I you I don't know if Sly got paid enough even here to do this part because he was truly covered in rats and he said that he actually legit got bit by these rats. Oh god, so that's incredible that he you know did this. Yeah, so here let's see. Uh, watch these are not CGI rats. Yeah, these are oh, real animals before, on his backside. This is long before CGI kids. Sly did say uh, that he would not uh, take this role today. <laughs> <laughs> this is a young man's game, he said. Yeah. Oh, well, he was a young man. But I couldn't do this as like Ryan or Balk if I was an actor. Having these rats on your bed. Look, oh, they're on his you. back. Oh. 
I'm sure PETA loved this scene. I, I was just going to say, you couldn't film this today. PETA would never allow this to be filmed. The Israelis grabbing them and throwing them. Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry. Again, I love it. Look at the color palette, by the way, uh, Ryan. Look at it's a pure sepia tone. Uh, what does palette. that mean? Uh, sepia is uh, not black and white, but brown and white. Oh, like uh, this. That see the color you see here. That's sepia right here. That's sepia and, and white. From that gamut to white, um, it's what they shot the Godfather in mostly. This should oh. be reminiscent to you of the Godfather. That color story that was in there. You know, it's very brownish like this. Okay. So it just creates a a mood. Look at them all hopping around. So gross. <laughs> legitimately freaking out there oh yeah all real like whoa get him off you know one take i'm sorry i'd be like one take guys get this shot and oh yeah. and i i've known remember the other famous oh a very famous trilogy uh that i think in some ways kind of ripped this off uh the indiana jones last crusade which came out after this they had that rat sequence under the yeah. uh was it italy or france or something with the sewers and there was the rats yeah, in the sewer the rats yeah yeah so um, I mean, very effective there too. But here, I think, of course, is uh, better done and original. Is the first, the first of the I big films to do. It. Seen yeah. it, yeah. Add some uh, fuel to his torch. No stunt double. No. Sticking his hands right in that fire. <laughs> That slice nuts. This is <laughs> one of a kind. See the way this is shot? It's almost like he's coming out of the belly of the beast. Ooh, I like that. You see that? That's yeah, I like that. That's what it's like to me. He's been traveling through this monster to get out. Uh, we'll watch this bar scene. Just for the record, what we'll do is we'll stop when he emerges from the mine and makes that. That's what we'll. Yeah. We'll stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's good natural place to stop. Colonel. Now this, is, now, this is a fun little sequence because we think Will Teasel, and at the very beginning, he seems to kind of be making peace with the colonel. Yeah. But again, his own pride kind of gets in the way by the end of it. Let's see. Oh, miss, uh, would you do this again, please? I'll share. And for my friend. Hey, give me the shooter. Wild turn. Look, if I was out of line before, I, uh, I just want to apologize. None of that makes much difference now, does it? No, I guess not. I suppose... Uh, I don't know, I just feel... Like you were cheated out of your chance. I wanted to kill that kid. Well, I wanted to kill him so bad I could taste it. So there's the admission. There it is. And I think he's haunted by that. Like, why? Why did I? Why did I want to kill this kid so badly? You know. Look at yeah. him. He's haunted by it. And the, and the Colonel Trauma knew that. He knew yeah. that you felt cheated. I love that you felt cheated. 
Yeah. You, you were mad that it. yeah, you were mad the National Guard did it. You wanted to right. bring him in with your bare hands or even right. take that kill shot. Yeah. Doesn't sit well with that badge. Mm. He calls it, he calls him out on it. You know, having yeah. those feelings doesn't sit well with being the law, man, does it? Oh yeah. It can get confusing sometimes. In Vietnam, you can bet that Rambo and I got pretty confused. We had orders. When in doubt, kill. What the hell? You're a civilian. I mean, you can go home to your wife and your house and your little flower garden. You're under no pressure to figure all this out. Hey, what about you, Colonel? What did you figure out from all of this, huh? I mean, what would you have done with him if he came in? Would you wrap your arms around him, give him a big sloppy kiss? I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Would you wrap your arms around him, give him a big sloppy kiss? I got Dennehy the way he delivers that. And he's still just trying to justify the character. He's just desperately trying to get justification for what happened today. That's all he's doing here. Would you have blown his brains out? Now, that's yeah. an interesting piece of dialogue there. Yeah, and he doesn't mean it. Look away. He looks away like that with that look on his face, you know? Because uh, you, you, I'm sure you read the book. I don't want to. Call, I don't want to call you out. Have you read the book? By I have not. Okay, I have not. Do you mind if I give you a spoiler that most of our listeners Go ahead. know? Please. Yeah, no. So it says, "Would you blown his brains out?" Well, the character Troutman blows out Ramble's brains in the book. Ah. So it's an interesting sure. nod to the book. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, what would you have done? Give him a big slap, sloppy kiss, or would you have blown his brains out? So in the book, okay. yes, it's exactly what Troutman does. He kills Rambo because Rambo needs to be put down in the book. That's yeah, foreshadowing. Yeah. I couldn't answer that until I met him face to face. That's which what he does in the book. He meets him face to face and blows him up. Well, there it is. It's just as well we never got a chance to find out. And yeah, Trauma's like, I got a feeling I'm going to see him again. Yeah. Sees the ladder. This. Ah. Did the color palette change? Now look at him almost climbing up. It's almost like he's ascending to heaven. Look at his face here of like. Absolutely. You're right in line with me now with what I, I was saying and how he's coming. This Is this in the book, this sequence? He, there's a mineshaft sequence in the book, yes. Because it's almost as if it's a transitional moment for the character. He's making this journey from one part of the film to the next part, the next segment of what's ahead of him. He's like passing through something. That's what this whole segment feels to me. Well, yeah, if you want to take that allegory of religion and the Jesus character, so what's happened here is the soldiers, the Roman soldiers, thought okay. to kill Jesus. Right. And they and they buried him in the tomb. That's the right. tomb was closed, but there was no body was seen. That's right. And then, uh, then he ascends and he comes out of this resurrected and more resurrected. powerful than ever before which for exactly. him is just no unlike jesus he goes and destroys the town right. that's the whole yep. point his mission's now fulfilled he's now realized this is who i am i am not 
a traveling minister. I am, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a angel of destruction. You know, the, yeah. you want me to re reemerge as who you think I am? Well, you've killed the wrong guy. You know, right. yeah. beautifully said, Brian. Beautifully stated. That is oh, exactly you. what this feels like. Beautiful. Now, the director of Ted Culture uh, told Sly, he says, okay, I want you to climb up the ladder, but when you get to the top, I want you to use your arms only because it just looks more manly. So you'll see Sly climb with his arms only when he could have used his legs. Really? <laughs> his thought of it looked more, I, I don't know, yeah. wow. more, more aggressive and like uh, tiring. Okay. Why don't you just give him a rope? <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah, just those first initial steps there. He's using his arms only. See, right there, yeah. hanging. It's just more, yeah, right there. Yeah. There's no need for him not to no use need. his legs. <laughs> <laughs> so now everyone, when they watch that film, they're like, oh, Ryan, why did you point that out? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, there's no reason why Rambo couldn't have used his legs. The steps were there, <laughs> but they just thought it looked more, uh, more action-packed to just climb more, up with his arms. It's more dramatic, yeah. and it's more in telling of the story of ascension and pulling yourself out you know right yeah yeah all right well there you go that we're gonna stop there uh that's a natural place to start uh stop because of course the next sequence for the next guest host will be uh um uh the sequence of him taking over the trucks and that big you know sequence going into town and teasel finds out that rambo is not dead and it's it's quite the really it's gonna be balls to the wall action but i'm glad you were here for this it wasn't actually packed at all for you but this is uh but it's right in my wheelhouse it's right where I want to live in this. I'm so glad I don't have the next one. That won't mean as much to me. This means nice. so much. This and I envy whoever gets the last scene. Whoever I don't know who gets, it is yet. I don't know who. I've got a couple of guests lined up. Saying, I, they better prepare for that because there is so much to be said for that moment. And, and I hope it all comes out, you know, because that is quite a scene. Quite you a know, scene. I, I'm not too sure who it is. I got to look at the calendar. I do. Uh, the uh, the round fourteen podcast guys are coming on soon, and the uh, and of course Derek Wayne Johnson's coming on soon. So oh well, you could get him; he'd be great for that last. Yeah, one. I know, but I don't think it's going to be him though, just just because of where we'll be in the film. But like I've been scheduling the guest hosts, and just yeah. naturally, just kind of be. I, there's no predetermination of where those people they agree to come on the show, and wherever part of the film they're going to be on, they're happy to talk about. But it, it worked out very well for you today. Yeah, um, I'm going to send you. While we're talking, why don't I send you the painting? Oh, for sure. Right? You want to see? Yeah, boy. Why am I on camera? I just messaged it. It's to my Facebook. Okay, there it is. Oh, boy. I Yeah. Oh, boy. Just as you described it. Yeah. Zoom in there. You see to the right, upper right, what's yep. happening up there? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right? That is amazing. I can't wait to show this. Yeah, like I said, I wanted to really try next level this, you know? Um, wow. Well, Sly's going to love it. No, he hasn't seen it. No, not yet. I'm going to send it to him later. He's going to love it. There's just no way he's not going to. Boy, that's uh, just like the part you're describing. It's just, a, just as you, uh, boy, that's amazing. Thank you. And what did you use for that? What did you use so people can so they'll probably see it now while I we're talking about everything that I could find. <laughs> uh, well, graphite first. I drew everything, and I really drew it like um, you know, if you were to like zoom in on his face, you could see all the graphite there. I left it there, 
and I made sure I used a translucent paint over top so that all that dirty rubbing of graphite kind of stays. So it's, um, it's mostly acrylic paint and I use some oils too for the crucifixion area because that's the best way to achieve that. And then, you know, it's, it's so much black, but there's every color in the world is in that black. That's not black paint. I don't use black paint. Oh. I, I make it with everything, whatever, if I want it cool, if I want it warm, you know, I build up to that. So when you see it in, you know, close up, there's a lot going on there. Wow. Okay. Well, I wish I could be there when Sly sees it for the first time, but I know he'll <laughs> he'll love it. There's just no way he won't. So that's yeah, amazing. That so. is absolutely amazing. And that'll be yeah. available, I guess, eventually in yeah. your in the store. Eventually, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, well, people haven't already check out uh, John's work on icons and art. Of course, those links will be provided with the the video, the audio of all this that will be provided as per normal. Um, and our Facebook page will have that as well. All right, John, thank you so much for coming on this uh, episode. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. But unfortunately, I have to say the episode is over. What did you say? The episode is over. Nothing is over. Nothing is over. You just don't turn it off. Mm -hmm.